podcasters assemble welcome everybody to episode what is this three of marvel vision i am your host joe and uh, we have another episode of the falcon and winter soldier to talk about um it was a pretty great episode but let's not jump right into that yet let's meet my fellow esteemed co-host we have the one and only michael Pulowski. michael how are you Doing great, Joe. How about yourself? Uh, feeling a lot better than the past few days. Um, <laughs> and to the left of my screen, it is Mr. Brian Ortman. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. Staying hydrated? Always. Absolutely. That's <laughs> what I love to hear. And joining us, the couple, the dynamic duo, it is Jenny and Tim. Ortman, how are you guys doing? We're uh, coming down off our show from all the cake we just ate. Yes, we're doing, but besides that, we're doing great. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. All right, let's jump into this episode. This was a pretty fantastic episode, I, I gotta say, of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I liked last week's, but I think this one kind of let us in a little bit more as to what's going on, which is important in a six-episode series. Um, let's jump, let's jump into the general discussion. Once again, we are the common man's, uh, MCU podcast. We don't really know that much about it. We just kind of go scene through scene, talk about what we thought, talk about, you know, some theories we may have some just general discussion points, whatever comes to mind, it's going to be blurted out on this show. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Unless we, unless later we decide there is a rhyme or reason to it. Uh, let's get to it, though. So we start off in the opening scene, and we, we get to know John Walker, who is the new Captain America. John Walker, played by Wyatt Russell. Uh, we get this little background of him in his old high school. He's looking at his old locker. His wife and his friend come in, uh, just kind of reminiscing, and he goes and goes on good morning america um i'll just open i'll open it up to discussion now to whoever wants to speak first raise your hand this is you're trying to be uh, <laughs> professional um <laughs> uh michael i saw your hand <laughs> yeah so uh, this was a good scene because at the end of last episode we weren't sure who this new cap was you know we just see him come out at the very end final reveal and everyone's just like what the heck's going on? Um, and then in the scene, we find out that, you know, he's actually like a good dude. <laughs> um, he, he's actually probably worthy of the, of the role of Captain America. I think they said he won like three uh, medals of honor or something like that. Like first ever in the history of the United States or whatever. Um, so clearly he's, he's not just, um, you know, he's not just some scrub. He's, he's legit. He's real. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I kind of thought, like, from the last episode, I mean, we got a very small glimpse of him, but I thought maybe he was just going to be, like, a poster child. I mean, he is in a way, but I also thought maybe he was just some, like, they were like, he will look good in the suit, so we're just going to put him out there as, like, for the personality, you know? But it is nice to know that, yeah, he does have some actual qualifications. Yeah, I would agree with Michael. Like, he... He seems qualified for the job. I mean, 
he is the representation of America. He's dating or married to his high school sweetheart. It's a very American thing. And like you said, like three medals of valor or something along those lines. And <clears throat> yeah, he seems up to the task. So I'm going to be up front. Uh, the last podcast we did, I threw out a spicy theory. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. We're all on. We're all on board. I was wrong, and let me tell you, I'm okay with that. I'm glad they told me now that I was wrong, so I didn't spend the next six weeks <laughs> on this podcast saying, "But I don't know, guys. Did you see that flag smasher? <laughs> the same person? No, they showed them the same scene, two different locations. So I'm wrong." good to know uh, but okay. i'm kind I'm... of along with the consensus on this though that i think john walker's a good guy but i think the pressures of captain america is going to get to john i think you can see it throughout the episode he wants to do good but you know he, he just he just isn't steve rogers him yeah i was gonna say joe that that theory crashed and burned almost immediately <laughs> That's okay. I still got Mephisto to hold on to, so we're okay. During that opening scene, I was I like started laughing to myself because I was like, "Well, we're, I can't wait to talk about this." Like that debunks like the, the very end theory from our last podcast. But hey, I mean that's what's part of the fun is like coming up with theories like this. So I have a I have a theory for what's going to happen to Cap, but I'll save it for at the end. That's yeah. Well, we'll get to a theory segment at the end. <laughs> um, yeah. So we you know, uh, Brian, I, I think I. Think you uh, no, it's fine. We can move on. No? Okay, cool beans. Um, yeah, so, cool guy, John. All good. Uh, we go next. Uh, kind of fades into Sam. He's, you know, he's in Munich. He's getting ready for a mission. And right off the bat, Bucky's like, yo, you shouldn't have given up the shield. And I like that the dynamic between Sam and Bucky isn't automatically, like, Oh, we're buddies. We're cool. Like, there's still a lot of tension. There's still a lot of, we don't really like each other. We really only, we only interacted because of Steve. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very cool that we're going to get to see kind of this progression in a relationship. Uh, but, you know, they, they kind of talk and they talk about the big three, androids, aliens, and wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this isn't like a theory, but like Bucky like three times in the episode says like wizards aren't real. I so hope we get a wizard in this series. <laughs> Would that not be the funniest thing in the world? Is, it, is this a prediction? No, I said, it's not a theory. I said, uh, it would just, it's just wishful thinking of, it would be funny to see it happen. I, I thought it was funny because, uh, he was, uh, um, Falcon was like, there's a, you know, sorceresses don't ha- or sorcerers don't have, um, or wizards without a hat or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. But Harry Potter wasn't wearing a hat, and he's a wizard. That's true. That is true. Come on, Falcon. They only wear them for special occasions yeah. or first years. Or, or to find out wh- what house they're going into. Well, that's a sorting hat. That's a specific entity. That's yeah, like one but it's a hat, bro. Yeah, they yeah, wear guys, it for like 30 J.K. Rollins was canceled, so we can't Harry talk Potter about Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've liked so far with Bucky, like the kind of little subtle jabs at his old age, like, you know, they like, he's like, oh, take me out for pinochle or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then he does, he has this nice little line where he's like, how do you know about Gandalf? Uh, well, I read the book when it first came out in 1937. Like, yeah, it's like these funny little things. I'll I open it up that. to everybody. Is there any kind of 
other notes you picked up on this kind of discussion scene before we get to the plane? Tim. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I watched it once and I enjoyed it, but I have no theories. <laughs> why did Why did you have your hand raised? He was checking his wrist. I did it. I was oh. looking at my watch. <laughs> Brian. So I was thinking back to the therapist session in episode one with Bucky. And when he says he just wants peace and his therapist called bullshit on that, <laughs> I think that's 100% correct because Bucky goes to talk to Sam to basically tell him off, say, why'd you give up the shield? And then Sam's like, oh, I got more important stuff to do. And he's like, oh, it's these people called the Flag Smashers. And Bucky's like, okay, I'm coming with you, which has nothing to do with why he went to go, go talk to Sam right. at all. Yeah. Right. Anything to get back into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking for meaning. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, after that conversation, they get on the plane, and, uh, you know, you know, a little bit more of kind of banter with each other, and then, uh, Falcon jumps out the plane. Bucky also is like, well, I'll, I'll jump out. Doesn't have a parachute, and he face plants, and this was kind of something that Brian, I think you had brought up in the last episode, where, you know, we saw Sam fighting, uh, Bartrock, and how he struggled, unlike Cap, who kind of wipe the floor with them, we're getting these subtle nods of both Sam and Bucky D, you know, would-be successors to the Cap Mantle, how they can't do things that Steve was able to just masterfully do. Steve was able to jump out of a plane from a much higher distance and, you know, do like a perfect swan dive. Um, yeah, he, he was going into water, though. This was just trees Bucky was going. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. But I think Steve probably could have done it, too. Um, so we, yeah, so we get the plane, you know, they jump out of the plane and then we get these kind of, this kind of scene where we're in this kind of building, they're scoping out the place, anything that people picked up on from this. It, it reminded me of the dynamic that they used to have, um, like Falcon and Cap sort of like, I mean, Falcon's doing like the external sort of recon and then Cap was always like, the soldier that was in doing the things. And so like Bucky, we see him walk in with um, Red Wing, I think it's called his little like yeah, Red Wing. Um, and, you know, you see, we see him patrolling around and then, uh, <laughs> and then Falcon just pops up out of nowhere. I, th I thought that was fun. Um, yeah. But it, it just reminded me, or it was like reminiscent of the, the previous relationship with, with Cap. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was I, when I was watching it. It kind of I saw them, the the people that they were surveilling, lift up boxes, and I, I said to Jenny, I was like, "Oh shit, man! Like they just like eat those, pick them up, and like just start <laughs> tossing them into the truck. Like those, how is it like styrofoam?" And then we got into the whole fact that they were like, "Oh, they're super soldiers. Like no, they can pick up giant crates of." weapon or vaccine or whatever it was um with hardly breaking a sweat so i i, I thought that was a little funny <laughs> yeah um yeah it was kind of a good you know again it was just a pretty much this whole episode was just a good way of showcasing the anthony mackie sebastian stan like duo together like just hilarious Brian. yeah i i think their relationship dynamic is great and it's it's so funny. There's so much give and take. Like Sam jokingly calls Bucky, 
he's just spend a little time in Wakanda, come out White Panther. And then Buck <laughs> says, actually, it's White Wolf. And then you see, like, he's Sam's like, huh? Like, really? Like, and you see some sort of like a bit of respect he has for Bucky. And you see the same kind of thing that goes the other way when Bucky's like, oh, I'm waiting right here. And Sam just appears right next to him. Like, he doesn't realize how stealthy Sam can actually be. So there's a sort of a mutual respect growing between them. Yeah. Right. And, and that sort of plays into what we were just talking about, how, you know, their relationship didn't start off like best friends or whatever. Like, it, th- that just is like their development as a, as a friend, as a friendship and group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they start to see that they start to respect each other. Um, I, I enjoyed that scene too, Brian. Um, the, in the way that Bucky said it was, he's like the white wolf or white wolf. And, um, he said it just like, you know, deadpan, like, you know, like that's my title. Like, like, duh, <laughs> as, as a, you know, right. like what else would my name be? <laughs> yeah. It's it, like, and it's something like that just like shows how good of like a relationship and how good of actors these guys are where it's like you get one scene where they're having a staring contest and like saying i don't want to hang out with you and the very next scene they're very cordial and like yep like we got to get to work like we have to work together you know it's maybe maybe it's begrudging but like they're able to still work together and not be toxic about it um yeah very professional that's probably the better word to use um so the big bad people they 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 leave and they're, they're, you know, they're driving away. Um, and so we get this, this big chase that, you know, where we kind of get the introduction of the four major, not superpower, uh, one of them superpower, but the other, two, the other three are just normal, you know, our costumed heroes. We got our like kind of flagship thing of this. Um, so they're fighting on top of the trucks carrying. I don't think they're all vaccines. I think some of them are super soldier serum. Yeah, uh, but we'll get to th- we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, any kind of thoughts on this fight, like this kind of long fight scene? Anything picked up, Jen? Oh, I didn't pick up on anything, but I thought it was pretty dope. I very much enjoyed that fight scene. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Just thought I would put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked uh, some of the move. You, you could see the skills that, uh, that John has, like throwing the shield to stop um what's his name uh, what's it? lamar it's, hoskins oh uh, Battlestar. Yeah. battle star yeah to uh stop him from like turning into road meat like yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you, you did get to start to see their their skills and what they're lacking yeah yeah i mean in that fight you you know you have you see falcon and bucky like trying to take him on all at once like by themselves and Bucky's got, you know, being restrained by two people while Falcon tries to fight the super soldier and he gets his ass handed to him and like Red Wing gets like snapped in half. Like rest in peace, Red Wing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't two episodes. RIP. Um, <laughs> and that it was a very cool scene. I mean, obviously the both semis being next to each other and they're like jumping back and forth and everything. And then when, um, when Cap shows up in the helicopter, it was like, okay, finally some like reinforcements. But even the four of them together weren't able to really do much damage. I mean, you know, they, they Whereas, were able to like, survive. Steve Rogers would have would have wiped the floor with every single one of them, yeah. and probably been able to stop something else. Yeah, yep. exactly. And you know, so 
it, it was it was good to see. We see like the, the you know within the team of four, there's the two you know two teams within the team, <laughs> and we yeah. see Falcon save Bucky essentially like he flies and like saves him from getting run over by the semi essentially into the forest and then um i you know we get uh the super soldier basically like one inch punching <laughs> the captain <laughs> off the back of the semi i thought like i thought he was getting like gonna get his chest caved in like i thought they were gonna kill him off right there and then like i thought it was gonna like change the whole episode and like they would have to find a new captain because there's all this fanfare for this captain america and then he gets killed off right away i thought you know obviously that didn't happen but that's why i thought they were going with that i i like briefly thought that too because like there's those scenes in the trailers where sam and bucky have the shield so it's like well, how the yeah. fuck do they get it it'd be hilarious hilarious if like he just he like he throws his shield <laughs> to save his friend and then they just kick him off the truck and he dies like that would have <laughs> yeah. been that would have been funny as hell subvert my expectations absolutely um any kind of other notes from from that kind of scene or we can go up yeah tim oh yeah just like a last minute thing like oh they thought that they were there to like save a hostage that was stuck on the on the truck and then turns out oh not a hostage. Yeah. She is a super soldier. She is the yeah. leader of the Flag Smashers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carly, I don't remember the la- her last name. Montague or something like that. Yeah. She's a gender-flipped role from the comics. Mm. Um, uh, so the, the next scene is we get, like, the four of them in the car discussing what's going on. And uh, I, just kind of a note I had is, like, I know John is likely going to have something happen to him that's going to like drive him nuts or just like totally because in the comics like that is something that happens like it's just going to snap him. But like, you know, I like that he understands why people find it hard to accept him as Captain America. Like he's not totally discrediting what Steve Rogers did, what the symbol of Captain America was. Um and like, I also appreciate that frustration you can see from him, where it's like, wh- like, why can't people just take me seriously? Like, this would go a lot better if people did. You know, he just seems like a genuinely good guy, like you know, we've said before. So I think that's kind of the yeah. big thing I got from that scene. Yeah, uh, uh, he's again trying his hardest to like reach out to um, uh, Bucky and and Falcon to like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he even says like, you know, this would go a lot better if you know. Cap had his wingmen with him, essentially. And then, yeah. you know, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Do you think that he wants Sam at his side just so he has more credit as Captain America then? Or do you think he actually thinks he needs Sam's help? Yeah, in some ways. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't really tried to get Bucky on his side because he's got a little bit of a, you know, bad streak <laughs> <laughs> at the yeah. press. So. Yeah, it definitely that, seems that like a way possible. to, like, legitimize him as a uh like as captain america like oh the team see they accepted me so like i'm captain america now like it's like getting an endorsement when you're a politician like yeah exactly yeah that sam he's cool with it like you guys should be too yeah sam was there in the car for that entire conversation until john said that and he was like okay now i'm done now i know what you want i'm leaving (laughs) yeah jen um i thought uh, like another interesting little peek that we got from the car scene was um, 
we heard a little bit about like the economy and all the other issues that are going on post blip, which is something that like I really never thought of, but it would be, you know, that is yeah. interesting to like think about like, oh yeah, like half the population pops back up and there's like a lot of shit that you have to figure out. So I thought it was kind of cool. They gave us like a little insight into that. Yeah. They, what they call it like the global repatriation <laughs> council council. Yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about like, Oh, they, they only care about the people that were gone. They're like forgetting about the people that never left. Yeah. Yeah. And I was curious of John's role with that council because he said he was going to help stabilize things for the council mm-hmm. i think i might have yeah. yeah i so like you know even though he's a good guy now i could definitely still like he's still sus like you know they yeah. made him they made him out to be right like good guy so i you know yeah. he still could there, he could still be sus. anyone in the government is sus let's be honest yeah, yeah. we don't know what's there, going on after post blip so Go ahead. There's a line later in the episode, I don't want to jump far ahead, that makes you be like, okay, maybe I don't really 100% trust this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait to talk about the Flag Smasher scenes, because they're very brief, and they could be talked about together. Let's stick with the action with Bucky and Sam. You know, we got that scene on the plane, there's not really a whole lot to it, it's just, you know, Bucky's like, we gotta get the shield, Sam reminds him, like, hey, like, last time we did that, Steve and I had to go on the run, and Aaron is still an enemy of the state while you got to go chill in Wakanda for two years. Like, you know, mm-hmm. can't really do that. So Bucky decides we're going to, you know, I need to show you something. And it's probably going to be something that's connected to the Flag Smashers and probably to the government. Uh, we go to Baltimore where we meet Isaiah. I believe it's Bradley is his last name, who is played by Carl Lumbly, who, for those of you who watch the Justice League cartoon growing up, that is the voice of Martian Manhunter. Um, and this is kind of where like my big theory comes because it's kind of something I think they were tiptoeing at with Sam last week and they tiptoe with him this week. Um, you know, we learned that Isaiah is a super soldier. He was given it. We don't know. We don't know who gave it to him. Uh, but in the comics, he was given to it as an experiment because that's what the government did back then, unfortunately. Um, yeah, like the Tuskegee experiments and, you know, the military or the government would test, right. you know, medical tests on black people because, you know, they could essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not cool. Um, so this was kind of like something that I thought about when I was kind of watching it a few times and watching the other episode and just kind of learning from comics a little bit. Um, I think part of Sam's reluctance of taking the shield and look, I'm a white person. I cannot make any assumptions about race or anything, but this, I I think this might be something where it's the government doesn't think America will respond well to an African-American captain America. I think that is something the government might not be into. And I think that's something Sam has also put into account. I don't think people will accept me as that. And uh, I'm not trying to get like too deep into race and racial yeah. relations, but it, it is something that has been brought up in the comics. It has been something that's been brought up in these characters past where I think that's part of why Sam doesn't want it. 
Yeah, and I mean, yeah. We- I've o- I've opened Pandora's box, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, throughout this episode and even last episode, we I mean we see allusions to um, racial conflict. We'll say, um, you know, uh, Falcon during that scene before they hop in the plane when they're still in the United States before that before they head to Munich, um, Falcon essentially essentially says, you know, you don't get to tell me. Uh, like what to do essentially after you've been hopping in and out of, you know, is, is essentially saying like, you know, back when you were still a normal person, right. You know, black people did not have the right to vote. They didn't have any, you know, like, you know, you don't get to tell me how I get to do, you know, I can't remember exactly what the exact quote was. And then obviously we have this scene um, with, with Isaiah and I was doing some research, uh, <laughs> outside you know the comic books and stuff and they in 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 the comics you know well i should say at least in this episode they only talk about taking his blood but in the in the comics they do way worse things to him um Mm. and you know it's 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 terrible Mm so what isaiah mentions like his reward for being a superhero was he was jailed for 30 years. Yeah. Right. And that's unclear if it was in the US or with Hydra. Because he says, you, you still weren't done with your test with me, taking my blood every day and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm assuming we'll probably get a lot more about uh, Isaiah as we go along. Um, just because I think he does have attachment. Um, right after that, we get that scene with Bucky and Sam. They're arguing. And the police show up, and uh, again, yeah. another yeah. Al- allegory for what goes on today mm-hmm. uh, with police officers and racial profiling. You know, they see a black man yelling at a white man, and they say, "You know, they ask Bucky, is this guy bothering you?" And yeah. Bucky's like, "Like, no. Like, do you not know? You know, he says, do you not know who this is?'" And the other cop's like, "Oh, yo, like, that's the Avengers." And then the cop's like, "Oh, oh my gosh, like, I'm." I'm so sorry. Like, you know, is there anything we could, you know, if it was just a normal guy, I think that conversation goes a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was very reminiscent of the A train scene in the boys season one, where like he's in the, he's in the shop in the good night, dad. Uh, there's Fred Kirsch joined on the show. Um, <laughs> you know, a trains in there and the security guards falling around. A trains like, do you have a problem? And then the security guard realizes it's, a trade and he's like nope no no problem sir like so mm-hmm. very and just very reminiscent of today's culture um any kind of additional thoughts to that scene yeah i mean as we've as we we're kind of just discussing you know shows have had similar scenes like this before there's a scene in brooklyn 99 that's very similar to this one um it's, I mean, it's infuriating to watch that. And like, it shouldn't, the fact that the cops, once they realize who it is, they're like, oh, now it's okay. It's like, well, it shouldn't have been a problem before. Right, but, right. You know, and then af- it was a, it was, you know, an interesting scene because then the cops go back to the car, come back, and then they arrest Bucky. Um, very, very, very politely. politely. Very, yeah. very politely. Yeah. Didn't um, ask like, him for his ID or anything. Yeah. Oh, actually, you're also, you're under arrest. But, you know, you didn't show up to. Will your you parole. please put these cuffs on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what good is putting handcuffs on that arm gonna do? He could just it's be a, like, 
it's a formality. <laughs> yeah, it's a formality. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, going back like a minute or so back to the Isaiah scene, we we completely skipped over the fact that there is a known formula for the super soldier serum that is out there then. Well, I was that I feel like it's connected to the flag smashers. Okay, you want to wait then? I, well, I mean we can kind of all encompass it because it is these like these scenes do interchange where we we made Isaiah Bradley, we've met the super, the flag smashers who all apparently have the super soldier serum. Um like we show them in some kind of safe house in Germany, you know, uh, sympathizers to their cause are like letting them in, giving them chicken liver, which okay. gross. Um, yeah, it uh, was sorry, like his like family's food or his like. Right, I can't remember right. what he said. It was like his his like wife made all the food. He was just happy to have him there um, to like hide him, and then you know we see that like. Um, secret hideaway spot where they can like they, there's a computer there and they they find out that they're being researched and like they delete all their profiles somehow through some magical computer that just has Very... to have access to every single database yeah i mean i i work in it so it, you know the, those kinds of scenes aren't my favorite but <laughs> they hit some keys on a keyboard um but so like we show them they're like loading these the supplies that they stole onto a plane they're gonna go distribute them to the, the people that follow their thing. Um, and someone texts them like, oh, you stole this from me. And they name drop the power broker, who in the comics is someone who essentially like stole the the super soldier serum and like just, you know, kind of a black market thing, gave it to people. So I think that is where that all encompasses. I think maybe this power broker either works for the government or used to work for the government, had, you know, was part of giving Isaiah that mm-hmm. maybe gave it to one of the flag smashers and they stole the rest to give to the rest of the people. So I think that's like kind of the big thing of this show is like, cause you know, we, we see at the end of the episode, like, you know, Hydra maybe is still out there working on some kind of secret super soldier soon. Cause people have been trying to replicate it since Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently right. Someone's figured it out. Cause I do agree that I think what was on all that stuff was, you know, the super soldier serum and they're going to try to give it to anyone who's just going to, I I believe there is their mission to just go mass murder a bunch of people to then. No, the flag smashers are a group that want to, they want things to go back to the blip where there was no borders. It was, you know, like they chant like one world or whatever. Uh, One people. Yeah. One people, one world. Like yeah. they they want they don't want borders they just want like one unified you know they're well intentioned ex- uh, like terrorists essentially. Gosh, gotcha. you understand what they want to do, and it's like, yeah, perhaps that could work, but also like we kind of need that as a society. Um, yeah, Brian, I think that's all you. Yeah. So since someone has figured out the super soldier serum in the government, I'm assuming. I would have figured that Hydra would have smuggled that out a long time ago and started building a super soldier army. And it, it was assumed that, you know, it was lost because like you said, people have tried recreating it. That's how Bruce Banner became the Hulk trying to figure out that serum. And Did- it's just, 
isn't that what Civil War is? Um, Zemo uh, comes in. There's like a bunch of super soldiers froze, or you know, in stasis. Right. And he kills them all, and then yeah, because we thought we thought that Bucky got the last of it when he killed Stark's parents. Right. Yeah. We assumed that was the last of it, but I guess not. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, any kind of other thoughts about the Flag Smashers, the Super Soldier Serum, kind of everything from those scenes? Yeah, th- those scenes were interesting because that it gives us more insight into the post-blip um, world, <laughs> essentially. Because, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kept thinking, I was like, did I miss something where they said that there was one world during the blip? Or, like, one country, like, there was no borders or anything like that. And um, I just, you know, I guess if there's only half of the number of people that would make more sense. Um, but I just, I enjoy the world building that these, the scenes with the flag smashers mm-hmm. um, bring to the show. It's interesting yeah. to see the, how some of the common people see the flag smashers because like the guy that took him in is like, they call their Robin hood. Yeah. yeah. Which is a pretty high praise. I think for what <laughs> most would call a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They're very popular. It's a populist movement that's like militarized and become a terrorist organization, essentially. Right. Pretty much. Um, So we get to this last scene and it is probably the highlight of the episode is we get both the funniest and the most like emotional scene between Sam and Bucky uh, where we, you know, we learn John Walker has gotten Bucky out of his arrest uh, but they first have to go to therapy to to work some things out with Bucky's mm-hmm. therapist, and we get Sam and Bucky, you know, and she tries to do some like couple relationship, you know, like, uh, you know, if if you woke up to a miracle and they're both like, oh well, if like the other guy would stop talking so much, that'd be great. <laughs> um, uh, like they get they do a little staring contest, um, and then we and then we get Sam, you know, Bucky asks him like a real question, and he says. Why did you give up the shield? And Sam drops the line of like, you know, hey, like, can you just understand why I didn't do it? Like, you or Steve would not understand why I didn't take this. Kind of back to my original thought. And then Bucky drops the line of, well, like, you know, maybe Sam or maybe Steve distrust, you know, didn't judge you correctly. And if he didn't judge you correctly, he did not judge me correctly. Showing how important Steve is in these guys' lives, Brian. Yeah, this is a very intimate moment, I'd say. This yes. is the first time we've seen Bucky actually open up. And like the entire time he's been in the MCU for the past 10 years. To, today and, marks his 10-year anniversary in the MCU. Okay, yeah. And uh, it's, it's sad to see Sam just blow right past that point. But I understand <laughs> it, too. And he goes back to the point, like, you and Steve just don't understand that I did what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if we saw anything from WandaVision, they're not going to let that tech or uh, expensive equipment go to waste. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need that money, apparently. In the post-blip yeah. economy, you need every, every dollar and cent <laughs> you can get. <laughs> but yeah, going, going back to the beginning of the episode, like, Bucky knew that if Sam turned it down, they were going to give it to someone else. But Sam didn't think that at all. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect this. Yeah. 
it's, so it's, it's a very like naive yeah. moment exactly <laughs> so it, back then i might understand passing on it like oh let captain america legacy be gone with him yeah right especially like the way we've seen the government use captain america when steve first became captain america they made him a you know uncle sam like character he just was there to push bonds he was there to you know push you know american pride and they're doing the same thing with john walker where john walker just wants to do good for his country but they're like no you got to go do good morning america you got to go sign these action figures that we've made of you you know take pictures with every you know you see it like every scene he's in he's taking a selfie with people like um it's all like publicity it's like the exactly like where you said like in the first captain america he's basically just doing all like publicity stunts you know he's going across it i can't remember what the term or what it was called um but you know entertaining the troops during when they're when they're not Mm -hmm. you know fighting and stuff and like it's very much like similar like it very it felt very like pr uh oriented um especially like in the very beginning of this episode yeah um actually coming back that was like another parallel that i saw between this and the boys uh like the behind the scenes superheroes about like they have shoots that they have to go do they have uh you know there is like pr stuff that they have to have to get done that comes along as part of the job that you might not expect expect when you're supposed to be saving the world yeah damn sokovian accords um any kind of last thoughts on the scene between Sam and Bucky before we get to kind of the conclusion of the episode? A yeah, lot of sexual tension. <laughs> sure. I, um, I like that. Uh, like uh, just to reiterate the point, but like Bucky actually having some like character development lines was nice. Um, you know, cause my impression of him over the years, you know, he didn't really have that many speaking lines. We really learned about him through um, Steve Rogers, like Captain America telling us essentially like, oh, Bucky was my best friend. Bucky did this. Bucky did that. Like, you know, we never really heard straight from Bucky all that often. And so it's nice to have a like a more focus on Bucky again and hearing it from him that he valued Cap's opinion so much and his judgment so much that it was critical that he, you know, that that judgment stayed the same for both right. know, Falcon and and Bucky himself. Otherwise, then he can't be redeemed. He's riddled exactly. with guilt. Um, so we get this last scene where, you know, like the four big costumed heroes are talking with each other and, you know, Bucky Bucky knows what he has to do, but he's not going to tell John or Lamar Hoskins, right? Uh, John or Lamar because, you know, kind of again like captain america's a propaganda he's government property like they can't you know they can't just go up go and fight anybody they have to get you know contracts they have to go cut through a lot of red tape sam bucky like well we're free agents so we're gonna do we're gonna go get the job done and you know sam's like you know no one has to be done bucky's like yep hi like yo and this guy knows all of hydra's secrets Sam's like, uh, no, we shouldn't do this. And Bucky's like, no, we have to. And we get to go see Zemo. So da- Daniel Brühl is back to play Zemo. Um, and it looks like he's probably going to be kind of like an enemy mine kind of situation where 
maybe like like the new Loki, where it's like he's still kind of a bad guy, but he's gonna help these guys because the last thing he wants is more super soldiers in the world. Um, Tim. Yeah, I was getting uh, the whole lead up to the scene where we are reintroduced to Zemo. I was getting like Silence of the Lambs style vibes where they had this classical music playing. You're zooming in through like the solitary confinement. You have this like really smart uh, villain uh, who naturally, yeah, naturally he had to have a chess (laughs) in front of him because... Only villains. Only play smart. Chess. Only we'll smart, smart people villains. play chess. <laughs> but I thought it was a it was a cool parallel. Yeah. I, I want to say it was Lacrimosa, um, by Mozart, but I can't remember. I oh, the, I the song. The, the song. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Lacrimosa. And I think the um, he's being held in France. I want to say I I I have never been. To France, I think it's Berlin. Berlin. Yeah, it's the, where um, it bombed everything. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah that makes sense. Um, he I, so what I took away from that scene, I think I think he's the puppet master. I think he's pulling the strings from behind the scenes because, I mean, they panned up and when they show him, they show a chessboard. Then they show him chessboard. You know, they equate to you know big plans and like planning things out ahead of time. So I just think he's. I think there's more to him. Than just, I think, I because we don't know what happened like post blip, or you know during it, those five it's years. It's possible, but I, I, just... I disagree yeah, ahead, for the same reason I think Tim said or someone said that Zemo does not want any more super soldiers, and this is exactly yeah. what I think the Flag Smashers are going to do if they're mm-hmm. stealing the serum from the power broker. I think their plan is to basically just inject as many people with this as they can and just promote chaos in the world. And right. Yeah, like, and, and Zemo literally killed all the other Winter Soldiers in their cryo sleep because he did. Like he says the line, "Did you really think I wanted more of you out there?" Mm-hmm. Maybe he's doing. Maybe he's like, if if he is like the chess master and the puppet master of it, he probably like laced the serum or something that like makes you explode at like, like you know, oh, you've entered this area. Yeah, you you were all gonna die. There was a bomb in play. Like, <laughs> like that's the only. If, if they're making strong people like or powerful people, I I don't think Zemo is gonna want that. The reason I say that is because the last time we see Zemo is in Civil War, and then he um get, gets arrested. I haven't seen. I can't. I haven't seen Civil War in a long time. Yeah, but, he, he gets arrested. So that's like six years in between there. Five years where half the life of all Earth was destroyed. I think he, I, the only reason I say that is because I think he, he might have different opinions now and different ideas and plans after all of the shit that's happened, especially with like the entire world order being completely re, like different now. Um, you know, the, if there's only one world, how is his incarceration handled? Like all this stuff. So it, it, that's the reason why I'm, uh, I don't know. I think he changes his plans using them perhaps in, in some fashion that's maybe that's, my, that's my i think even in one of the trailers though you hear a voiceover of zemo talking about how he doesn't want any more superheroes well yeah. i don't know if i'd call these terrorists superheroes <laughs> he doesn't super want any more super powered people he just wants all normal people um but that's this is a good segue to the theories hour does anyone <laughs> jen i think you had said something 
do you have a theory for what's coming in these next four episodes? I just have a theory what's going to happen to fake Cap. Okay. I think Mm -hmm. they're either going, he's either going to get killed off or like get his ass handed to him. And that's how Falcon kind of takes over the shield. Like you're not really worthy of this. And I'm finally going to just step in and fucking take it over. I don't think fake Cap's going to like stick around after this. So I should note in the comics he becomes U.S. agent, um, and it's pos- it's possible that he could get killed off. I think his wife's as good as dead at this point. <laughs> anytime you anytime you introduce a love interest for a new hero, someone someone needs to die in an origin store story. You just ask Ben Parker and uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. Um, every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, I I I I think there's going to come a point where he. I just think he gets. Either loses, like loses it in front of the public, and that's what's going to get him stripped of the title. Mm. Brian, yeah, I think he's got so much to prove as Captain America, and he's going to get so tightly wound. He's going to do whatever it takes to get this solved. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of this season we see Captain America committing war crimes, torturing people to get information, it's and the American way. public figuring out about it also. <laughs> That's the American way. Tim, uh, I think I saw your hand up. Uh, yeah, I, I, my theory is more of just, I feel like they're going to take uh, what the, 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 the head of the Flag Smashers, what's her name? Katrina? Carly. Carly. Car- All right, so I think that Carly is going to end up being more of a sympathetic character. I think there's more to her character than what we've seen so far. Um, I and I think that she might end up having some sort of redemption arc. I, I I think it's totally pie. You know, I you you get those little seeds where it's like, you know, again like, well intentioned terrorists. Like you understand what they're where they're coming from, and they're maybe not that bad of people, but they're still doing some fucked up shit right now. But yeah, I, I would agree, Tim. I think I think we're gonna get more about Carly as we go through the series. Yeah, because yeah. she's she's stealing this serum from the power broker, who I'm assuming. Any dealers of things on the black market aren't good people. So, I mean, she's stealing from bad people to do bad things right now from our perspective. But I think we'll get more of her perspective as the show goes on. Agreed. Uh, Plosky, Brian, do you guys have any massive theories that you want to shake the world with? Um... I mean, apparently my Zemo theory is pretty out there, so I'll stick with that as my theory. We need clickbait. Brian? Um, no, I mean, I had one, like, really early in the episode when they're talking about John Walker. And, like, it's like, oh, don't be so humble. You know, you've tested off the charts on everything. And I was thinking, is it possible they dosed him as a baby with the super serum, like in The Boys? But like a low dose. A lot of boys references. I know. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, like, if he comes from a military family and it runs in the family, there's a high probability that he's also going to join the military. So if they have their dad's permission or mom's permission to give this to the baby, I'm sure the U.S. government would do it. The baby. 
I think my final theory is that if you add up all the singular digits shown in the episode, it equals to six six six, which confirms Mephisto <laughs> oh will be God. in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh my God, Mephisto confirmed again. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's your also your wizard, no? It he could be wearing a wizard hat. We right? don't know. <laughs> if I don't get a wizard-headed Mephisto by the end of the season, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so pissed. I think you should probably prepare to be pissed. <laughs> I think I think the I think someone wearing a wizard hat is more likely than Mephisto showing up. Um <laughs> Do you think they could possibly get uh Ian McKellen to play Gandalf? Quick cameo. Is he dead? No, no he's not no. dead. Yes. But he is old, so he's at risk for COVID. Uh, oh wait, no, he got he got he got the vaccine, so we're good. Um, we 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 saved Ian. I, we did one, it. One other. That's all we needed. One other note I did want to make because I didn't want to forget this: the um, marching band version of the original Cap Captain America song that they play. That was pretty cool. That was I, I enjoyed that. Do, do, do. I'm gonna download. It's just like Agatha all along, but the song makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Um, yeah, that was. All right, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this thing because we've we've rambled on for a long enough time for another episode to drop. So let's uh, let's 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 close this out. Podcasters, uh, good good work today. But it's time to disassemble. Thanks, Coach. 